It's DTS-154. We got a lot of information about the Destiny 2 beta, an earlier release date, and PC goodness. All that and more coming up. You're listening to Destiny The Show. What's good, everybody, and welcome back to Destiny the Show, the Destiny News Podcast, to keep you the guardian ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. My name is BBK Dragoon, and I'm joined, as always, by my great co-host, Diddy. What's up, dude? How was your week? Man, my week was awesome. <laughs> Very hot down here. Summer is in full swing, but it gave me a chance to stay inside and learn as much as I could about Destiny 2, and uh, there's nice info so far. I like it. Yeah, it was a fairly good E3. Actually, they brought a whole lot more than what we thought about. The crisis was the Sony conference ended and like, well, what's the dates? Where's the information? Where's all that stuff? But per usual, <laughs> like last year, interviews and throughout the week, that's when all the info drops happen. Bungie does a pun- ton of PR with people like IGN, GameSpot, the whole host of games, press and media outlets. So we got information about the earlier release date, the beta dates, cool stuff about the PC gameplay. We got to see PC capture. Wow. Does it look good? And Diddy, I echo your sentiments. It is so hot here. We had a record-setting heat <laughs> yesterday, or almost record-setting, I should say. And I don't have AC where I'm at. So I am dying. I got very little sleep last night. I'm going to re- be relying on you for the show because my voice, I promise you, <laughs> will burn out very soon. Anything that uh, really stood out for you is like your favorite bit of E3, that best bit of knowledge that came from Destiny 2 or just the conference in general? Just as just hearing how much dedication and time they're actually putting into the PC version and they said it's not a port. We didn't build it on console and then just shift it over to PC. They they built it for the PC and it looks and plays fantastic and they seem to really care about hitting this nail straight on the head the first time doing it right. Absolutely. See, that's something that I find encouraging. So the PC release date is going to be October 24th. That's what, seven weeks after the release of Destiny 2? Six or seven, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and for me, I'm happy because it's not November or December, but the answer that Luke Smith was given was like, hey, why do people keep asking me why we chose to delay it? We didn't choose to delay it. We had to to make sure that it was the best that it could possibly be. It's the first PC Bungie game that we've done in a long time, and we want to come out swinging with all the features that people have come to expect from a proper PC game. I'm all for it, man. Make sure it's ready and make sure it's awesome. They have stated that they're going to try and align the release dates of the expansions and future content for PC and console moving forward. So all in all, I'm pretty hyped. Why don't we dive into the news? News! All right, Diddy, what is first on the docket today? Well, first of all, we mentioned this guy before. He's probably the my favorite interviewer of this E3 and just in general. His name, he goes by Paris. His Twitter handle is Vicious696. He did an interview with David Allen and David Shaw, uh, executive producer of Destiny 2 and the PC lead uh, for Destiny 2. And they just, you know, were very real, very, just talking about how it runs on PC. And I thought this interview was great. It's about 16 minutes long. There's a, an audio version and a YouTube version, which we'll have linked available as well. But everything they talked about was talked about throughout the whole week. So uh, we'll talk about a lot of other things that they mentioned in later in the show. Just want to put that out there. He's really great. Go check it out and tell him Destiny of the Show sent you. 
Awesome. Yeah. So if you guys want to go to destinytheshow.com, we'll have that link listed there as well as everything else that we talk about today. All right, Diddy, everything from E3, our buddy Rise of Bacon over on the Destiny subreddit has compiled a lot of information that I wanted to run through. We sort of put it together in our own notes, and then he did it a whole lot better than we did, so we're just (laughs) going to use this here. So the PS4 pre-order beta begins on July 18th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. The Xbox One pre-order beta date begins one day later, July 19th, and the open beta for both Xbox One and PlayStation 4 begins the 21st. The console beta ends July 23rd, with the PC beta being targeted for a time of late August. No specific concrete date just yet. So Diddy, on PS4, you and I are going to be able to play from the 18th until the 23rd. Xbox players who pre-ordered 19th to the 23rd. And even if you didn't pre-order, I was very excited and I didn't think this was coming. There's going to be an open beta for a few days for people to get in their sample Destiny 2, see if they like it and if it's something they want to pre-order. Pretty hyped about this, except it's really short, right? Yeah, I mean, the the Destiny 1 beta was, what, a week or two weeks for some people? Well, then there and, was the alpha, too, you know? Yeah, the alpha as well. Yeah, and they, they did confirm alpha is not coming. It's just the beta for everybody. And, I, you know, hey, that's fine with me. At least we'll get to play it before, you know, the official launch date. And they have confirmed that Destiny 2, you know, it's, it's pretty much done. They're just doing the polishing touches there. Uh, the beta is going to be for stability, so you know, testing the waters with their network infrastructure and everything, as well as finding a few glitches. You know, it's one thing to have a couple hundred people test your game, but opening it up in a beta setting for hundreds of thousands or maybe even millions of people to play—that's pretty much the best way to test your game—is to have just a larger sample size. So somebody's going to break something, and Bungie's going to be like, "Oh yeah, that's uh, we should fix that," and so they'll hopefully be able to get it in a patch uh, pretty quick to uh, launch date. Yeah, we learned that the beta is going to have with it the homecoming story mission that we've seen at the reveal and E3, the invite- inverted spire strike that we've also seen before, and the countdown PvP game mode. But we're going to have a chance to get our hands on all six of the subclasses that we have seen so far. The new gunslinger, of course, the Don blade. We get to see the updated striker titan. Sentinel will be in there. Arc strider. And I am totally blanking on the last one, Diddy, right now. It sounds, oh, the Voidwalker, essentially. So we yeah. don't re- we don't even know if it's called Voidwalker yet. But from two clips from the gameplay reveal, we have seen a character throwing a Nova Bomb. Void is the only thing missing, essentially, if you exclude the Taken King subclass archetypes. Now, notice, Diddy, they say six subclasses and not nine. I want to sort of pose this question to you. Do you believe that we're going to be getting, let's say, an Arc Warlock, a Solar Titan, and a Void Hunter in Destiny 2 at launch, or do you think that's something that'll be saved for later? I think it'll be something saved for later. I think it fits lore-wise, being stripped of our power. I think that kind of makes sense that we're going to lose that at launch, you know, have the two to play around with, and then the third, you know, gives them an excuse to add something else later in. Uh, Also, you know, I think that they could tweak those Taken King subclasses a little bit and then put it into Destiny 2. I think that would be totally okay with me because uh, they're pretty strong. (laughs) Totally. Now, there's going to be a few little secrets and extra that Bungie always throws into the beta, so I don't think it's only going to be what people have played thus far. There may be a little bit of additionals here and there. We also learned about Flashpoints, Diddy. These are sort of like weekly featured patrol areas. I mean, it's kind of hard to lock down, but Luke Smith explained that the Flashpoint has to do with things like special monsters, treasure maps, events, rewarding powerful things that you can get, kind of like Nightfall 2 rewards in a patrol zone. So essentially, it's going to be a week-long activity 
Flashpoint means we're going to go to the European Dead Zone, Diddy. We're going to go through this hidden sector, or we're going to go take out this special enemy together in some kind of ultra public event and get a shot at Nightfall tier reward. So it seems like there's a little bit more emphasis trying to get that world exploration uh, motor running. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I mean, it's not just a patrol mission. It's not just a public event, or it seems more interesting and difficult, right? Think of uh, the wolves are prowling or the the enemies are moving against each other. I'm thinking Skywatch and the Cosmodrone and Destiny 1 right now. Um, the Fallen versus the Hive. They just endless waves, or I guess many waves, not endless, <laughs> many waves of enemies just going back and forth. Something like that on just a larger scale and actually gives you worthwhile rewards for participating. I think that's actually a really cool idea. And that makes so much sense as a pve player i'm really excited for that yeah and it's also important to note here that luke smith said that new events exist on planets when the enemy factions rally and explained it as monsters doing a bunch of stuff but didn't elaborate any further no details (laughs) on if this is linked to flashpoint or if it's a new form of public event so you could see forces joining we kind of had a little bit of that where um, I'm thinking particularly on the Cosmodrome when the darkness had that like event with the fall and it was around dark mm-hmm. below time. I can't remember the name of the specific mob, but maybe this is something, an enhanced revolt version of that. Now, PlayStation 4 Pro DD will run Destiny 2 at 4K. All consoles being confirmed will run at 30 FPS. However, they are not ready to talk about the particular details of what resolution the Xbox One X will run the game at. Why? Because the game comes out before Xbox One X, which, by the way, Diddy, I think that is the worst naming convention Microsoft (laughs) could have gone with. I think it is so confusing. It's like Wii U all over again, and I preferred Scorpio, but that's just me. Uh, I imagine Xbox One X is going to be running the game at 2160p. Uh, We still don't know the flavor of 4K that PS4 Pro will be running it at. If it's... um, Checkerboarded, we'll have to see. Essentially, checkerboarding is a technique a lot of developers are using to achieve 2160p by not shading half of the pixels. It still looks fantastic, it's just not like true, true 2160p, whereas the Xbox One X has a little bit more juice. All right, Diddy, some disappointing news in the form of private matches will not be available at launch. And we'll talk about the lack of a ranked playlist at launch here in a second. So first of all, private matches not being in there at launch. I made a video about this that's going to be live on the channel by the time this show is up. Ah, this, uh, no, this one bumps me out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of strange that they didn't include it because they added it into Destiny 1 and everybody wanted it and everybody loved it when they added it in. Just very strange for a game release these days not to have a private match feature. Of course, I can kind of understand they're trying to push the uh, like the guided games fe- features and the more social aspects of Destiny 2. You know, play the game with friends, find that fire team and play with them. They're trying to push that o- over or push that into, you know, play it that way instead of, oh, private match, let's just go run around on Twilight Gap for seven hours uh, on Friday nights and uh, just have a good time. They're uh, trying to, you know, include people and actually do the new things in destiny 2 like the uh (laughs) all of those different featured activities just not the custom matches yeah for me it's a really conflicting set of logic where they've very clearly stated we want competitive play and pvp to be more of a focus we really want it to be a better balanced experience and we want players to have a better chance to learn and improve and yet there's no ranked playlist at launch luke smith did say they will not have a ranked playlist at launch however they are working on something that they're not ready to talk about 
and they will, regardless of if there's a ranked playlist in there at launch or not, have some way for players to demonstrate or show off their prowess. Now, I'm just going to boil this all together where you've got this budding competitive scene that really wants to see Destiny 2 have an esports presence. However big or small that may be, I don't know. But when you take away private matches, you remove the option of third-party ladders to exist or for these guys to scrim or practice or have tournaments together that we have currently. So it's like a step backwards. And then with no ranked playlist at the start of Destiny 2, and it may never be coming to Destiny 2, we, Luke Smith gave, like I said, a very non-committal sort of answer that I paraphrased. It's kind of confusing to me. It's like, why is there a, a higher emphasis on a more balanced sandbox for PvP and all of these elements pointing towards you guys wanting to support competitive play, and yet two very core staples are gone from the start. I don't want to hammer this too much because this is like a soapbox already, but <laughs> that's where I stand with that. I mean, Any closing comments before you to- have the games? Yeah, even the push to 4v4. I mean, that's they yeah. did it because it was less chaotic, more competitive. It just, uh, it's very confusing, you know, conflicting statements there, but uh, we'll see what happens. And it's early. Let's just give them the benefit yeah. of the doubt. I mean, Maybe they really do have something behind the scenes <laughs> that we have no idea about, you know? Sorry, you were saying? Yeah. No, I was just saying, I mean, game's not even out yet, and uh, everybody's already finding something to complain about. <laughs> yep. Got a game's confirmed to be for normal load activities only. We sort of data mined this, did he, when we did our original reveal breakdown show. The heroic mode difficulties will still be left for teams not through the guided games mode and that includes nightfall strikes which means that the heroic nightfall strike difficulty tier versus the normal one diddy is a real thing like that exists Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i saw something online people are just gonna find the crew for normal mode and then just switch the difficulty to heroic mode i don't know exactly how the guided games is actually going to work and if that'll allow that but oh people were were like i'm just gonna find a crew and then just say hey you want to do heroic yep Let's and they, they orbit basically party lead goes they to orbit, orbit switch i mean <laughs> essentially that's not a problem though that's like how the system's supposed to work is it not as fine yeah. a crew of people to work together exactly right you know it just <laughs> like people are complaining about this and i'm like guys let's take a step back here and just think about it this way instead that's right and when You're i saw when i read that online circumvent their restrictions <laughs> yeah i'm like i wish i could give credit to the person who i read this from but it was just like yeah that makes a lot of sense i can't yeah. understand the criticism now <laughs> diddy did you know the time until the destiny 2 beta is less than 30 days away oh my god that's awesome now that's destiny ridiculous. 2 raids man are going to feature a new death penalty Talk about this a little bit, and I guess, well, they didn't really give many details, but what was your take on the quote? I mean, so I guess I'll read the quote here from Luke Smith. Uh, he says, the raids should always be challenging you to cooperate, collaborate, and communicate, but I don't, re- <laughs> excuse me, but I don't want to bring the difficulty down. We had a conversation. We have a brand new death penalty in the game for raiding. I think it's pretty unfun to die and just watch on hard mode. So we have a brand new death penalty on its normal mode raids. People have talked about wanting to remove it because it's different. And why not just use the strike difficulty? But don't want to change the difficulty because we believe our players are smart we believe that motivated groups of players can take on these challenges and complete them we've seen that so end quote that's actually really interesting you know it is actually boring to just sit there and watch the team so i don't know exactly what this death penalty is but because they've thought about it it's like oh okay they care and they're going to change it so let's see what happens 
and he made sure to emphasize we don't want to lower the difficulty so as long as it isn't like the nightfall doesn't take you back to orbit kind of change because i actually liked that then we're great we're totally <laughs> great uh, as long as it doesn't nullify right the satisfaction of having a flawless kind of engagement right. where none of your teams die or teammates mm-hmm. die self-res diddy it's not coming back to destiny 2 air high five through the internet boom nice yeah, we both talked about this before. We we think self-res, while I'm a Warlock main, by the way, we both think self-res sort of bends the rules a little bit too far and is, I don't know, a go-around for what seems to be like a game-wide punishment. It's it's the same yeah. thing that I see with Icebreaker and PvP, right? Like, special ammo has been neutered, and I don't like the idea of two weapons being able to totally circumvent the special ammo economy. Same idea, mm-hmm. I guess, with me in um, Destiny 2 for self-res. So, what are we going to see? Well, the Dawnbreaker, you've already gotten to see everything else they have. <laughs> yeah. Ward of Dawn is coming back, Diddy, in the form of the Sentinel Titan. He will have a particular tree that has a super that's a lot like Ward of Dawn. Yay. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, if Helm of Saint-14 ever come, makes a comeback in Destiny 2, that'll be a good reason to use it. <laughs> I want your take on the Arc Strider. We got to see the Arc Strider in action at E3 for the first time. You're a blade, well, you're a hunter. You're, I wouldn't say you're a blade dance main, but you know more about blade dance than me. So what did you think about this? Um, I really like the fact that I can pretend to be Darth Maul, but I think I'm going to actually have to play it to see how it really works. I know blade dancer is very linear in how it works. You know, it's just like you swipe, 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 kill, and then you die. Uh, but this actually, it looks, it looks a lot cooler to use. It looks yeah. way more acrobatic and more fun to actually use but uh of course i'm gonna have to actually use it in practice yeah i think acrobatic's the best word because you're sort of floating across the ground instead of swiping he's doing like Mm -hmm. spins and twirls and diving forward another sad bit of news that i don't understand the rumble playlist will not be included at launch i love rumble Uh, yeah i mean (laughs) but 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 did he had i had this thought They've talked about designing the game mode specifically around the maps in the same vein of Overwatch, right? You have Overwatch payload maps that are designed specifically for payload and capture maps that are designed specifically for capture. I think since they're adopting almost a similar mindset, that maybe Rumble wasn't something that was at the forefront. They were so specifically focused in on fours that... I don't know. I, I don't actually understand why they couldn't just throw a Rumble playlist in. Perhaps it has to do with an updated spawning system. But just come to the game. Come back into the game. Don't be gone forever, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, Lone Wolves Free For All was probably my favorite playlist in any game ever. Uh, I'm not missing it from Overwatch, to be honest, because, you know, there's different heroes or whatever. But with Destiny, it's a little bit different there. And this one really made me confused. But since I mainly don't play pvp i doesn't really affect me that much yet because uh, i'm not playing it yet so we'll see mm-hmm. i have a weird conspiracy theory to rabbit trail us i thought about no private matches in the game at launch what if they have the tech to do it but they want to hold it back at least a month or two so they don't have on day one players going in there and detailing and breaking down every single mechanic that is involved in destiny to be uh, pvp basically counting this type of this archetype deals x amount of damage it takes three headshots one body shot to kill or whatever on day one or week one i i know it sounds conspiracy theory. <laughs> well yeah no, that's what i'm saying is i'm just i'm thinking like what if that really is the case where they want players to experience and discover it for themselves within the actual online matchmaking i don't know 
maybe it's crazy, but there's a small, <laughs> a very small part of me believes that Bungie, I wouldn't put it past Bungie, and that's not a jab at them. There's something nice. I mean, did he, we wrote down in the show notes earlier, I, I, I sent you a message basically saying, other developers who are talking about games at E3 at the conventions are like, getting to reveal their titles, talk about all these new features they're excited for it, whereas like with Destiny, the developers are literally getting grilled about every freaking detail. Will there be faction vendors? Is there a legendary story mode? How does light work? How long until I get blah, 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 blah? You know what I'm saying? Like, I almost feel bad a little bit for the developers because it is like almost a court case of like, and Mr. Deej, will there <laughs> be light on this particular piece of gear? I don't know. <laughs> I totally agree with you, man. Like it's, when you mentioned that, it's just like, yeah, man. I feel so sorry for Bungie devs. It's like they, man. We we are the most critical community, right? And Bungie will say it's because we're the most passionate community. And yeah, we are. And people want to learn every single detail about this game before it comes out, and that just blows my mind. It's like at this point. We, you and I, have pretty much learned all we ever want to know about Destiny 2 before it comes out, right? We Yeah, pretty much. We don't want to know every single detail. We don't want to see every light in every single corner of every single part of the map. We want to leave some discovery for when we actually play it for the first time. That seems to not exist in the Destiny community, or at least, let us say, in the vocal community uh, in Destiny or online on social media, that kind of thing. Because... We want the game to be really good. So it's, uh, it's like, eh, let's leave some discovery for when we actually play it and make a decision at that point instead of judging the book by its cover before we actually get our hands on it. Totally. I I don't know. I'm not going to blame anybody for wanting to know or data mine because especially there's a lot of caution in these questions asking, is this going to be better? Because we've seen potential. We've seen setbacks. Anyway, we talked about it before. There is a linear fusion rifle that was shown off by Bife, Giggs, and a couple of other people. Um, we've kind of known about it, but it's now confirmed. We have gameplay footage of it. I don't know. It kind of looks like Queen Breaker's bow to me, to be honest, <laughs> Eddie, from the gameplay shots that I saw. I, I don't have a whole lot to say on it. Yeah, exactly. It's basically Queen Breaker's bow. So there's linear fusion rifles and regular fusion rifles now. So single bolt or multi-bolt, you decide. Yeah. It's still a power weapon, so have at it. One of the things I found interesting is Hayden Dingman of PCWorld.com wrote an article on Destiny 2, and I quote here from the title, Destiny 2 running at 4K is one of the prettiest PC games ever. We recorded our demo so you can bask in the glory, too. High praises. <laughs> High praises, indeed. It does look good. Um, Prettiest PC game ever is a very bold statement i think it's going to be one of the best looking shooters on pc for at least this year and a couple of years to come right yeah i would agree with that and then mark noseworthy did you wrote down a fantastic quote about destiny 2 not being held back by xbox one x you want to read that yeah so this was over on twitter and i kind of compiled it into one thing this is kind of addressing the fact that uh, consoles are 30 fps and uh, destiny is being delayed on pc so he says and i quote we would never hold back game performance on a platform to appease a partner. No partners asked us to either. We optimize for each platform's tech to deliver the best social action game experience we can, period. All consoles will run at 60 FPS to deliver Destiny 2's AI counts, environment sizes, and number of players. They are all CPU bound. 
we are currently evaluating 4K for the Xbox One X. It launches after D Destiny 2, and so we are focused on the launch consoles right now. End quote. Yep. Yep. Makes a so, lot of sense to me. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 you're good, you're good. I mean, it's, this conversation was had a lot this past week. It's because as a developer, you would think you want the game to run the best it can instead of trying to push the limits and have it run a little bit poorly, right? I mean, a delayed game, to make it better, it can, you know, it won't fail, right? I mean, it can fail, but less likely to fail, right? If they're delaying that game on the PC, right? Obviously, in this specific instance, they're delaying on the PC just to make sure they get it right. If they released it early and it was broken, that game will forever be bad, right? <laughs> yeah, you're, what you're looking for is the Shigeru Miyamoto quote where he says, a delayed yes. game is eventually good, but a rushed game is forever bad. And this is what I lost my mind with over the, the Halo response to the lack of information for Halo stuff. The subreddit went berserk when there was no Halo 3 anniversary, whereas like they've, they've communicated, 343 communicated for weeks and months. <laughs> there is no Halo 3 anniversary. We're not working on it. We gave official press release out to IGN, and we told you guys before coming to E3 we don't have a lot to show you. Very minor things. And these are the same people who are pitchforking the fact that Halo 5 released too soon and unfinished. It, it You can't win as the developer, right? <laughs> like, granted, there are times where games take too long and still come out unfinished. But for me, it's like, well, however much time it takes to make it polished, take the time. Because like you said, Diddy, a rushed game will always be remembered as a bad launch, as just a rushed, unfinished game. Yeah, exactly. And I think the main point here is the CPU-bound version, right? CPUs, not as fantastic as the GPUs on the the brand new consoles, PlayStation 4 Pro and the Xbox One X. And this other quote as well, I don't think people understand this yet. They are, they're set to deliver Destiny 2's AI counts, environment sizes, and number of players more enemies, larger player spaces, more people to play it with. That's basically what it says. Yep. Destiny 2 is going to be awesome, action-packed, and they want it to run as best as they can. Mm-hmm. That is very true. And we don't even have an idea of, like, I'm still hoping in the back of my mind there are game modes that we know nothing about and that Bungie is holding <laughs> a lot back. That Bungie isn't treating this just like a DLC release in which we now know of all endgame modes that are going to be there. I'm still hopeful for 8v8 PvP or some kind of 10-man PvE content, or I really have a feeling with Flashpoint City and these powerful monsters that their vision of what a public event should look like will be there. The original E3 2013 trailer in which you had six Guardians, I think, show up to beat on... Yeah, it was nine, wasn't it? It was three teams that showed up to beat Mm -hmm. on the the tank, the spider tank. The spider tank, yep. Anyway, that's a mini rant going. Now, did he... (laughs) The, the PC stuff we saw was not Mac settings, right? You found some information from Irk. Yeah, so Irk, uh, we all know and love Irk, uh, mentioned that uh, the PC lead, David Shaw, mentioned on on Twitter, actually, he actually created an account at E3, so you should go follow him. He is uh, at Shock and Shaw. Um, he's responding to actually a Tefty Teft uh, tweet that uh, the fact that they had the PC builds that they had at the event were i7 77 7700K processors with 1080 Ti graphics cards, and they were, he, he says they were running at max settings. PC lead Shaw says, not quite maxed, more like high-ish settings. So, 
the footage we saw might not have been the best quality that Destiny 2 can run at, so it could look even better. That's awesome. I'm a little scared to hear that because my poor little 1080 over here feels <laughs> outclassed by 1080 TIs that are running it. Well, it is 4K trying to deal, I think, 144 hertz on, on those really high refresh monitors. So I did watch a video from Digital Foundry, fantastic channel that does performance reviews of games and tests all the frame rates and the resolutions to see if they stack up. And they really noted that Destiny 2 on PC is feeling very optimized already. So they're excited, excited that there are months to come for development where they can actually polish it a little bit further. Did let's wrap up with the Fireteam chat interview with Deej and John Wisniewski. What were some of your highlights in this? Um, so the Fireteam chat, of course, fellow podcast and uh, IGN show. Uh, they had a lot of the same information, but they also had some new information as well, or different, I should say. Um, they were talking about the 4v4 uh, change. It's a, it causes it to be less chaotic in PvP, which plays it slower, which is more predictable, more understandable, and more learnable is what they said. And that's a big thing to me. You know, 6v6, lots of chaos, lots of things going on. 4v4 makes it learnable. So people can actually teach you to how to play better, and you can learn what sight lines are going to work this time what enemy movements are like, and that kind of thing. Uh, and, and the pacing is, is good, right? It doesn't slow it down too much. And on that point, uh, the time to kill is actually a little longer, uh, and that was done intentionally as a result of uh, some small changes, and they want that to be more tactical gunfights, those kinds of things, which is also in line with the uh, the, the weapon changes, which are the, the primary uh, energy weapons and the power weapons, uh, the changes there. Also, NPCs and lost sectors are unlocked on the map after you've explored, and uh, the NPCs that you meet in the environment will uh, add things to your map for that little mini side quest line. And I think that was actually really cool because that's something that Destiny has missed forever, <laughs> is uh, NPCs, right? It makes the world feel more alive. It's going to make me care more about protecting the environment that I'm in, right? You know, it, it doesn't make sense, like we said, protecting the last city because i've never seen the last city now i'm gonna care a little bit more <laughs> yeah one of the things that we'll have to talk about in next week's show is the fact that the stranger is pretty much gone for good at this point and luke smith's quote about the darkness <laughs> I, that's that's a topic for its own time next week and i also think we talk about the playstation exclusive stuff continuing because yeah there's there's no like 30 second response that i can give on that uh, anything else from Fire Team, Fire Team Chat that resonates before we wrap up? Uh, I mean, uh, I think we kind of expected this, but the campaign is linear. I mean, it's not an open world type game. It's going to have a beginning. It's going to have an end, very clear path to take that. Uh, they mentioned that as you're going through the story, you don't have to find, oh, where am I going next? The director is going to tell you this is the next point where you need to go. Of course, that is outside of patrol missions, outside the lost sectors, outside the strikes, the raids, all that kind of stuff. But just the story missions going to be very uh, predictable uh, in terms of where you're going there. Um, last thing I'll say is uh, they're going to be predominantly looking at engrams that drop for weapons and faction reputation packages. So grab that gear because, I mean, when the Taken King dropped, or at least any new expansion, uh, Rise of Iron, anything... When that engram drops, you're like, oh, this might be something new. Let's go check it out. We're going to have that rediscovery again and that mystery and that new excitement as well. Going to find that new engram, that new weapon that I'm going to hold on to for the rest of my game, even though it might not be the best. This one is mine. Therefore, it is the best. Yeah. Yep. 
I got to say, Diddy, after E3, I am more excited than ever for Destiny 2. Yeah, there's a couple of reservations, but man, I am just, it looks so polished. And everything that I'm reading about is like, yes, it's it's more of the same, but it's better. It's polished. <laughs> it's more fine-tuned. They've honed in on what works and makes it work even better. So, man, it's going to be a great, great summer. We've got Gamescom coming up. There's more press and information to be had, and we're less than 30 days away now from the Destiny 2 beta. Our listeners are going to get to play. We're going to get to play with them. Oh, man. Where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy DTS and uh, youtube.com slash wooshness w-o-o-o-s-h-n-e-s-s and yes i will be starting on the playstation 4 due to the six week delay in the pc launch so i'll be getting that and i'll be dropping down into the beta as soon as that comes out well i guess not because i'll be working but uh, later that day i'll be playing the beta over at twitch.tv slash destiny the show that's right. We will have a lot of streams going. For all the links from today and more, you guys can check out DestinyTheShow.com. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at DestinyTheShow to be notified when the latest shows go live or to get in contact with us. We'd love to talk with you. You can find me at BBK Dragoon on all platforms, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. I've been live streaming some Destiny with you guys every Friday night. So thanks for listening, everybody. Have a fantastic week, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>